What up, players? And welcome to the PHLY <laughs> Eagles podcast. Bo Wolf, Zach Berman, back in studio in Philadelphia, fresh off our early morning flight from Indianapolis, turbulence filled. We are here to talk about NFLPA grades, Nick Sirianni, and all of you out there who were soulmates before you were lovers. Hi, Zach. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing great. Excited to be on the show. I can already tell this is going to be a loopy episode. Yeah. You said you had uh, seven hours of sleep over the past two nights. Over the past two combined. nights, a combined seven hours. Yeah, we were out late in Indianapolis last night, sucking on some Miller Lights. <laughs> so my problem, I don't know if you have this problem, when you know you have to get up early... Oh, I can't fall asleep. No, like, yeah, I keep waking up. Oh. I, I'll, I'll, I was getting up this morning at 5.30, and you're up at 4. And then now, are you, a, are you a snooze man on your, when your alarm goes off? Never. Never. Never a snooze button. Never a snooze button? No. Never? <laughs> Never. I didn't even know what the snooze button was until I got married. Uh, yeah. <laughs> really? Yes. When the alarm goes off, you get up. <laughs> yes. Julia cannot believe this. I mean, yeah, you the put, snooze is a way of life. I mean, I set two why alarms. Why set the th- alarm if you're not going to get up? That's the purpose of the That's like, yeah, but to begin the, the process of, the of getting up is not just necessarily, for me at least, a uh, here you go, get up. It's, it's a process. I set a 5.30 alarm and a 5.40 alarm, and I snoozed both of those bad boys. It's harder, Got out of bed at about 6 o'clock. It's harder to get up out of bed when you do that. Maybe, but I also want to cling to those like six extra minutes of sleep I can get. Those six extra minutes are not going to be restorative for you. So, yeah, I would, I would suggest not doing that. Well, yes. not going to listen to you. <laughs> okay, Julia, what's your snooze button? <laughs> That's about philosophy. ten years of not listening. I'm a big snoozer, at yeah. least twice. Yeah, at least twice. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's an well, early so, morning flight. Wait, wait, wait. So, so I have an honest question here, okay? You know, uh, Please. We're already off the rails here. The show hasn't even, we, we haven't even gotten into the grades. Mm. Why not just set the alarm for the time that, the, that you're going to get up? Like, why do the two snoozes? This is so impractical. Well, you do the two alarms in case one of them doesn't work. No, but, but, but why are you snoozing? Because then you're not in this actual, like, state of sleep. You get up, you go back, you get up, you go back, like... If, if you're going to get up at 20 minutes, what's the normal snooze period? I think eight minutes. Okay. Something like that. So, if you, so 16 minutes later. If you're going to get up 16 minutes later, why don't you just set the alarm 16 minutes later? That would be much why more Why don't they just build the whole plane out of the black box is basically what you're... That, that, that's false equivalency Or what you're there. saying is if you snooze, you lose. Um, I'm, I'm not casting judgment. I, I think that's, that's, that's one of the differences. It feels a little judgy. You can do however... <laughs> You can snooze if you would like. I'm simply saying that I am not a snoozer. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I understand your point, but this is also related to uh, just your, your DNA of in search of efficiency at every turn. You know, I, I need to be more efficient in some ways, but I, I, I would respond that my problem is actually get, I, I get up before the alarm clock, mm. and then you have to decide, you know. Do Sean you want decide? To, you have to decide, do I want these extra 36 minutes, right? Do I want these extra uh, 24 yes, minutes? Do I want these extra 15 minutes? Whatever it may be. So that, because it's the anticipation of needing to get up. When yes. all of these games this year, you know, when I have these 6 a.m. flights or whatever, uh, and I set the alarm for f- like 4.15, I'm always up before 4.15. And now, is that like an anxiety because you're worried the alarm's not going to work? 
Yeah, I just think just it's like uh, the anticipation of that. And, mm. and then uh, nights when I know that, uh, like, that I, I need to sleep, that's when I can't sleep. Oh, sure. You know, because you're... Oh, too much pressure. Or the brain's racing, yeah, exactly. Or you, know, you come home late after a game or you're like an all-nighter and you, you, you know you need to get some sleep. Too wired. Yes, yes. Uh, well, the, the thing I, I, need, I need to do better, and, and admittedly, well, there's, there's many things I need to do better, but regarding the sleep is I've considered having my phone in a different room. Mm. One thing that, that, that happens to me is, let's say I'm getting up at 5.45, but I get up at 5.12, all right. Instead of going back to sleep, I'm like, well, the inquire stories are out. Let me sure. read that. And then I'm reading the inquire stories and uh, it's, it's 536 at that point. And I'm like, all right, I'm up. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously, once yes. you do that. Yes. So, yeah. Leave the phone. Uh, leave the phone away. Leave the phone away. Is that what you do or do you get the phone? No, next I'm, to you? I'm not good at that. The phone's right next to the bed. You're not a middle of the night tweet reader, though. Or no, I'm not. Unfollower. No, or an unfollower. <laughs> yeah. Or, oh, refollower. my God, the Eagles hired Kellen Moore and I Mike right through it. Yeah, though, I, I'm done doing Advil PM. <laughs> so. <laughs> Uh, all right. Uh, that'll do it for this episode of the PHLI. <laughs> we have a podcast. lot to discuss. We have a lot to discuss today. Uh, it should be a good show. Uh, we're, we're going back to school today. How was the scene? How, let's, let's finish a little okay. bit more on uh, yeah. Indianapolis. You know, you wanted to know what the scene was going to be like on Monday. Let's uh, reflect on what the scene was now that we're back. Well, so there's always these, these uh, stories from, you know, I, re I remember reading one on. Deadspin at one point, and maybe there was a Sports Illustrated piece. piece where it's like all the real stuff at the combine happens at in you know, oh, dark sure. bars at 2 a.m. That that kind of thing, and there is a component of that uh, to the combine, and uh, that's that's the great thing about being your teammate is that you're like a natural in those settings. So get out of here! You gotta stop with this nonsense. It is true. It's it not is true. true. It, it, I, I, we, we, I, I hate that part of the combine. You're really good at that. You're I am really not. Standing there holding my Miller Lite <laughs> like, okay, well, oh, my gosh, look, there's a position coach over there. He used to work for the Eagles. Let me see if I can talk to him for six minutes. Ah, yay. <laughs> what is that your impression of yourself? That's my impression of the collective, of the, oh, of the collective okay. media. Uh, <laughs> No, so the the thing that I always kind of uh, laugh about in, in those in, I in, in, you, you encounters, miss, miss, I bet you don't miss the Philly media, do you? <laughs> no, no. So I'm so I am I am guilty of this. Okay, I'm I'm guilty of, of of this part. Is that you don't want to be the one who's like pressing them about you know per, like like pertinent football stuff. Of course. And, and so so I overcompensate with like. So how's the family doing? Right? Yeah, I'm only and, always asking about the family. Yeah, I'm basically. always asking about yeah. the family. So I, I know about so many people's kids who <laughs> it's like, in no other circumstance. No, I'm yeah, saying in no other circumstance would I be like, yeah. So how's the family? But in this case, it's like in no other circumstance. I feel like in most circumstances. No, I'm just I saying typically. It's, I'm just saying typically. It's it's like a you know, sure. it's like a business interaction. But you yeah. want to make sure that it's it's not doing that. But I'm saying. I don't know their kids. Mm. Like uh, you could go the other way and go real hard football heavy. <laughs> yes. Be like, hey, so how do you beat cover two Buster? <laughs> yes, like, exactly, yeah. exactly. No, you you try to find common ground with everybody. And so now I I will add uh, this is self deprecation, but 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 this is true. Um, I I am better when it's like 
60% full than like 120% full <laughs> just because, let me explain this to you. I can't hear. <laughs> All right. I'm not going to name this guy. I'm not going to name the coach specifically, but there was a coach uh, a few years ago who. Bud re- Grant. Yeah, really nice guy. This guy's probably 6'3, okay? Mm-hmm. Played quarterback at one point. And narrowing, narrowing it down. Yes. Okay. And I have a guess. And I had about a 15 minute conversation with him where. It's it's kind of like the uh, the quiet talker in the Seinfeld episode where he agreed to wear the puffy shirt. In Seinfeld, <laughs> like I was just like laughing and nodding my head, and I have no uh, just idea. Just based on the cues of what he's yes, saying. Yes, exactly. Yeah. You're mm. you're nodding your head, laughing, but I couldn't hear a thing. I couldn't hear a thing, and uh, so that's why I I like and, and you know this I'd, six I'd, three used to play quarterback. Mm. I like to sit down. Does it rhyme with Balix Manny? No, I I'd like to sit down. Okay, that's because okay. that that kind of puts that. Evens the, uh, evens the playing field. It, it levels the playing field there. So if I can get the bar stool, then I am. Uh, mm-hmm. I try to scope that out. Okay. Um, but otherwise, yeah. Uh, uh, the the uh, how's the weather up there? I don't ask that. Mm. I, I don't ask that. And then and then the other thing is then then they're leaning down, and mm. so like you're screaming into their ear. <laughs> <you know? laughs> Yeah, it's it's not a conducive uh, setup there. <laughs> yeah, I don't love I don't love the the hundred and twenty percent full either. Yeah. Like you're, but I'm saying, you know, but but you're great in those settings. So I'm not great in those settings. You're you're now you're being like a little bit silly. Like no audience chat. I am not great in those settings. Bo is is being he's he's being humble here. That is I am not being humble. Okay. I am not great in those settings. Okay. I do not like those settings. Okay. Sam, I am. <laughs> okay. But yeah. So anyway. So. Uh, it was it was awesome being back at 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 the combine, seeing a lot of um, familiar faces, seeing um, you know people I haven't seen in, in in quite some time. It is an NFL convention, uh, you know. Learned a few things about the team. Always wish I could learn more. Some things we'll try to flesh out, uh, but it was uh, yeah, it was a productive few days, and was thrilled to touch ground this morning and excited to, to see well, my kids. Thrilled to touch the ground only because you were worried at one point we might not. No, or I was, like we might not touch safely. I was not worried was about some, that. Some wicked. Uh, in, in, in all seriousness, are, are are you ever worried about that during turbulence? Not really. Okay, not yeah, really. My, but the woman next to me was having a tough time. I can understand that. Yeah, yeah. Brad Stevens told the story one time about how he was on a flight back from Orlando. He was on a recruiting trip, and there was a a group of, of kids who just went to Disney World, and it was the most turbulence he had he had he had ever been in on a flight, and. Uh, the kids like put their hands up like they were on a ride and they were having so much fun. And he used that example to say that life's all about attitude. It's like all about how, how you perceive something. Um, and, uh, that was, that, that, that was in a Dan Wetzel story. Uh, probably of Wetzel's pretzels, of course, probably around 2010, 2009, 2010. Anyways, that, that, that anecdotes always, uh, always resonated with me. And, You'd be not surprised to know that <laughs> I have uh, used that. Tried to, perp- you know, repurpose that for your own life. I have shared that uh, a number of times with with my wife, with my kids, with my yeah. How many times friends. do you need to share it with your wife? Well, like that that life's about attitude, right? That yeah. you you know you keep a good attitude about this, and that you're uh, yeah, it's it's all about how how you how you look at things. So okay, uh, yeah. also uh, the other. Um, anecdote that I think is worth passing along. Everybody wanted to know more about 
uh, dinner on Monday night with uh, with Marissa. Oh, okay. And uh, Marissa sent a, a nice text yesterday saying that you know if she talked to the boss of the New York Times, she would have told him face to face that having dinner with us was the highlight of her trip, even though you were <laughs> unwilling to do so. Uh, but you reminded me today of a funny part. What of, was my response uh, to that text now that we're sharing? I, I know that text was on the record, but I don't remember. Let's see. I you got you you laughed at, at, at my response. Uh, oh yeah, you said you said you would be envious of the time with the boss. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, I, uh, I I had forgotten about this, and it, it was just something that I noticed when it happened. But uh, you know, we went to Saint Elmo's. They have the famous shrimp cocktail, <laughs> right? Hey, uh, known this? for its uh, like you know they 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 heat the extra horseradish in that in that shrimp cocktail. You were the only one who got the shrimp cocktail. You know, you went in, in, went in Indianapolis, right? Yes. Um, and you mentioned to, to Jamie, Jamie Lynch before the show today was asking if you got the shrimp cocktail. You said, you know, the shrimp I could take or leave, but I really like those saltines. And it reminded, there was a, there was a moment during dinner when <laughs> the yeah, server, the server came over to collect. He's simply called a waiter, by the way. <laughs> Why? He can't call him a server? Isn't waiter more appropriate? I don't know. I don't is know. It? I, I don't know. Server is uh, there's okay. nothing wrong with server. I don't okay, think. Nothing, okay. Uh, he came over to collect your uh, eaten shrimp cocktail. No more shrimp on there, but the horseradish was on there. And cocktail sauce. Yeah. The cocktail sauce. Yeah. And as he's taking it away, <laughs> you're like, no, <laughs> don't take my saltines. Okay. That, this is the second time you mistold this story for effect to make me the butt of a joke. That's I would first of all, I would never speak to somebody that way. Uh, what I said, I, I, I said, I, I'm oh, dare you? I said, I'm still working on that, sir. Okay. And or I'm still I don't know if I use the sir or not, but I'm still working on that. And you grabbed his hand. <laughs> no, that is not what Smacked occurred. Smacked it away. Okay, the, the, we all get the point. That is not what occurred. That is that is not what occurred. The appeal of <laughs> of the shrimp cocktail there is the cocktail sauce. It's not as if, and this is no knock on 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 St. Elmo's. It's not as if like the shrimp in Indianapolis is like such amazing shrimp. It's the cocktail sauce, and so you don't want to leave the cocktail sauce. Uneaten, or you know that the reason they give you the saltines, well, you, you know, scoop it in your in your hand. That's why they give you the saltines. Is the saltines for that, or is it a, 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 a palate cleanser? That's why I thought you wanted it was to cleanse your palate. Oh from no, the I thought it was to get sauce. more cocktail sauce. Mm. I, I actually, I figured no. that, that's, that's not what it was. Yeah, you're making Joey laugh here. This is this is why Bo's so fun at the bar at 2 a.m. Right? Because he, he he's the life of the party. No, that is that I just is not slept. that is not what occurred. I I simply I was trying to maximize uh, my use of the cocktail sauce. And yeah, when in Indianapolis, like you go to St. Elmo's, that's that's what you're supposed to get. It's the world. It says on the menu, world famous. Yeah, it also says world's best coffee down the street. Like, where does it say world's best coffee? <laughs> well, I don't know. That's okay. of course an elf, but that's a very classic thing. Like, just because it says it, doesn't mean it's true. It is. It okay? Chat. If if you're familiar with Saint Elmo's, are you thinking of the uh, ribeye or are you thinking of the cocktail sauce? Well, of course you've heard about it, but world famous. I mean. You think the Dalai Lama knows about the <laughs> the cocktail sauce at Saint Elmo's? Maybe he's heard about the uh, the saltines. Uh, you know, I have not uh, inquired with the Dalai Lama <laughs> about that. So, uh, man, I 
I was doing prep for the show, <laughs> and then we're what? We're almost 20 19 minutes, minutes in. in, and we haven't even gotten to these grades. We were, we were mapping out the segments. Um, I, I, I did not anticipate it going like this. But yeah, I would say that I, I, it was a nice dinner. Uh, the shrimp cocktail was good. The, uh, the, the steak was, was solid. Um, I like the mashed potatoes there. Mm, the red mashed potatoes. Yes. Um, Our so dinner last night, not as good. It was, the that, company that was place, good. That place has gone downhill. We yeah, had the a nice, company was good. Had so, a nice little uh, so therapy session. So here's actually a callback. Here's a callback that longtime listeners would appreciate. The most hostile, the most hostile meal, uh, most hostile meal that Bo and I ever had was at the combine a year ago. Yes. And it turned into a thirty-minute relitigation on the show that actually <laughs> listeners called in and said, I'm very worried about you guys. Yeah, that was a little yes. bit of a contentious <laughs> yes, episode. Yes, it was contentious. Because if you recall, I got to lunch with Bo and Marissa. Uh, it was actually more like a breakfast. And I said, I, I, I said, all right, I have some show notes, or I have some, some notes I want to discuss. Yeah, the second you sat down. And so when we sat down yeah. on dinner on Monday yeah. night, I had already been thinking about it. I, I just I sat right down and said, okay, I think the show needs to be shorter. <laughs> yes, but I, so I, before... Uh, when I got to the uh, restaurant last night and I said to Bo, I said, is it okay if we talk shop tonight? Mm. Like, do you want to have like a, a heart to heart about fatherhood here or, or, or can we map out shows over the next 10 days, make sure that we're our free agency shows are up to snuff? Entirely appropriate yes. and also much different than it was last year if we want to relitigate it because we don't get to see, we didn't get to see Marissa. We got okay. to have a meal together, the yeah. three of us in one person in one place and you plop down and you're already trying to talk shop and you know uh, say the show is not good enough we need to do fewer shows we got to do keep it to an hour yada 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 you got your wish no so i i simply said that when we're there for a company trip and we're on company time we should be talking about company business yeah get out of here okay that's the difference between you and i there Okay. But I was cognizant of that, by the way, when we were Julia in Las Vegas, that I didn't make everything uh, show notes because I can do three dinners of show notes. Yeah, we know. Yes. Okay. Well, if you want to join Zach for uh, (laughs) dinners of show notes or, you know, ask Jamie about what he thinks of Zach's love of saltines, you can join us on Philly Sports Trips because we are off to Clearwater with Philly Sports Trips for our very first PHLY Spring Training Takeover. Hang with Philly's legend Charlie Manuel. Philly Sports Trips plans the whole experience out from flights and hotels to game tickets and transportation. Spend St. Patty's Day on a private yacht with a catered dinner and drinks. Be on the lookout for more events throughout the year with Philly Sports Trips. Our trip is March 13th to 18th, so don't wait to book. It's coming up. Head to allphly.com events to learn more and book your trip. And actually, last night, Bo and I, um, we, we screwed up in, in terms of we did not plan correctly. Uh, the, the dinner came together last minute. Yeah, uh, bad job by us. I was finishing up the Jeremiah Trotter story that you can find on allphly.com. Uh, Bo was uh, meeting someone um, for, you know, Bo was, was, was meeting up with someone, and we were, we were meeting after, after that. that and we had like a mistress thing. And we had to find uh, a place to eat. But what we should have done... Frankly, he's gone to the, to the Indiana Pacers game. Absolutely. And I looked on my phone Dropped there. Ball by us. I looked at the game time app, and I saw we can get like last minute tickets. When they say last minute deals, there were there were two tickets for nine dollars. Yeah, Should have gone. Um, Even better food too. 
It was it it would have been a, the 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 way to go, and you could say, well, well, Zach and Bo, you didn't have tickets. Well, that's what game time is so great because buying tickets to your favorite events should not be stressful, and it would not have been stressful last night. Game time <laughs> is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. As killer deals on last minute tickets and the best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. And what what, what would have been good last night? I've never been. To the field house there in Indianapolis. I don't know quite the seat views. If we're getting this section, am I getting an obstructed view? Is it far away? What I could have done is I could have just gone into the app uh, and seen the image of the seat before I bought so I knew exactly what to expect when I arrived. It would have only taken a matter of seconds, only two taps, and I would have been set. Tickets, they would have been sent directly to my phone, and I wouldn't have had to dug through my email when we got there tickets are uh easy to do at with the game time app snag the tickets without the stress with game time download the game time app create an account and use code phly for 20 dollars <laughs> off your first purchase terms apply again create an account and redeem code phly for 20 dollars off download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed all right zb uh i would say that the top of this show the first 20 minutes or so give it about an a uh, if I was grading it. Good transition. I would not see. give it an A. I, I would make it more like the uh, team travel. Wow. So. Taking shots at the team travel. Well, the NFLPA did. Let's get to it. Well, they did better. They did a better job. Let's talk about the Eagles grades in the NFLPA yeah. survey. And let's also uh, contextualize for people who may not be familiar exactly what goes into this and when it happens. Yes. So this uh, occurred. Uh, th- this was a survey that was was done by. NFL players, uh, and the, it's the second year they've 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 done it. There's a number of, uh, of different categories, and we can talk about last year's results. But then this year's results, uh, the the survey was done up until the middle of the season, right? So from the beginning of the season to the middle of the season, and then they were assessing and and and, and graded. And there's comments and and, and feedback. And uh, what I can tell you, uh, what we can tell you, is that the Eagles scored very well overall number four overall um in the nfl in terms of like the overall gpa which uh would indicate that that players are happy to be in 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 this organization which is consistent with with what we've been saying this is a uh, desirable place for people to play there's a reason why like like someone like fletcher cox tells him that um players who who leave tell him the grass isn't greener on the on on the other side, and uh, players who are here often want to resign and stay. And for as as tough as uh, people like Albert O, <laughs> like Albert O, and as tough as people th- might think Philly is, there's a number of players who move here and then they stay here for the rest of their lives. You know, uh, they come to play, and they're part of this community, similar to how Jason Kelsey's going to be, right? So. Um, we'll, we'll get in, into the particulars, but the overall grade was very positive for the Eagles. Okay. Well, tell me what you thought were the most interesting particulars here. Yeah. So the, uh, the categories that they have, let me pull, pull this up here. Um, Treatment of families. Yes. In which they got a C and ranked 16th, which was tied for their lowest. And, and by the way, it was, uh, it was kind of unfortunate for the Eagles that that was like the first grade that came up because some people just saw it and thought the Eagles were, had like a C overall, but that... That's not the case. Yeah. So there's. Okay. What do you want? To, you want to just go through these? Well, read, here. Read yeah. The, so let's. Yeah. So so treatment of families, 
C, food cafeteria, A. Well, hold on, hold on. Yeah. Treatment of families, C, not a great grade. And part of the reason is that they do not have a family room in the stadium, which okay. uh, uh, many teams do. Or Six. They do have a family room yeah. in the stadium, but they do not provide free childcare for those families. Uh, yeah, they're, they're one of 11 teams that do not provide free on-site daycare to the players' families. They do provide a room for the childcare, but each player must supply. Uh, they have to pay for their own. They care for themselves. Know, there are like complications. I'm I'm certainly not in HR. Uh, there's a lot that that, from my understanding, goes into having, um, you know, daycare. There might be insurance or license things like that. But it's worth pointing out that there are you know what 21 teams in the league who do provide this. Um, there are because there are 11 teams that do not provide the free on on site daycare and the the change. So so the reason why the Eagles have that that C grade and why they are uh, 16th out of 32 teams is the biggest feedback is, uh, is players would improve the treatment of families by upgrading the daycare offered on game day to match the offering of most teams across the league. Seems like a reasonable Seems request. Yeah. Frankly? Yeah. Okay. Uh, food cafeteria, the Eagles ranked second in food taste and first in food freshness. Yeah, they got an, an A in this, and they were second overall of the 32 teams. And... You are, are are someone who I, I, th- I think it's fair to say is keen insight on this because you worked well, in that it's building. changed over the years, but no, yeah, but, it was but, always a good cafeteria. But you worked in that building. I I have insight in that we used to be able to eat lunch there in the media, uh, and it's interesting. The best they you know you could you could go you could order anything you want. Uh, they'll make you whatever uh, you know smoothie stuff. But really, the, what what kept me coming back was the saltines. <laughs> they have good cookies there, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is this is something you hear often. Players love that cafeteria. Uh, I know this is the favorite podcast of our listeners, but or I hope it is rather. But if you listen to Jason Kelsey's podcast, he speaks often about the cafeteria. He used to say it's the only reason he's still playing was the cafeteria. Now that was more I, I, about he, the hanging out the, with the guys. Yeah, but he yeah. meant hanging out with the guys. But he gave a shout out to the uh, to the food in, in that cafeteria, and it is true. And the great thing too, and not all teams do this. Like you'd be surprised. I think it was. The Bengals only feed their players on Wednesday. Like they only feed their players dinner on Wednesdays. Um, <laughs> last year's survey. Like what? Last year's survey. Yeah, it's they only have like three meals a day on, on Wednesdays. The rest of the time, it's just like lunch. The Cardinals used to charge their yeah. players. I mean, that is that is really yeah. the like the beauty of this survey is to find out like how brutally cheap some of these owners are. Yeah. Um, the, like the I th- who which team was it that's that's charging the veterans to to not have roommates on the road. Like fifteen thousand dollars or something like that. I think that's that's yeah, it's insane. Yeah, we have to get to that. Um, but so the uh, the Eagles, the Eagles provide like top top quality food uh, throughout the day for their players. And from what I understand, uh, it's that way throughout the off season too. So guys who like just just come in for a workout during the off season, yeah. will stop by and eat lunch, right? It's it's uh, they right, get, get yourself a to go box for dinner, exactly. Take that bad boy home, exactly. And uh, you know, I I know that the chefs have, might have turned over 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 the years, but when I was in there, I, I always got to know the people working behind the counter, really nice and really good food. Um, and so and the freshness too. I, I know this is something that uh, the I mean, just to kind of we're, we're giving insight here. The Eagles have a garden, actually, by their practice field where they, produ- they produce a lot of their uh, vegetables that they use. It's from wow. that garden. Yeah. There you go. What other podcast has given you that insight? <laughs> 
Okay. Uh, the next one. Do you want to tee it up? Nutritionist slash dietitian. The Eagles get a B, which is 13th. Yeah, 83% of the players felt like they get an individualized plan, uh, which actually surprises me with the other 17% of the players because we mm-hmm. literally walk by right. every uh, day we're in there, and they have personalized smoothies based on the players' body compositions. Um, players are uh, monitored, not in like the Chip Kelly way, but in terms of like you need to eat more of this or less of this to get to your necessary body weight. They, they have nutritionist dietitian on 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 staff i i i should point out while we're doing this um uh someone who was very high up in that uh group was was mike minnis who just left actually to go to indianapolis to run their entire department i believe um so the eagles lost a key person there but uh 83 83 percent of the players as i said feel like they have an individualized plan next you move on to the locker room where uh the eagles do the players do believe that the locker room needs a renovation it says 85 percent of the players feel like the locker room is big enough which is 19th overall 90 percent of players feel like they have enough room in their individual lockers which is 14th overall they got a b minus 16th yeah and i'm actually I'm, I'm in agreement with the players well i shouldn't it's not as if they want my opinion but i do feel like the eagles could use a locker room renovation which is the sentiment of the players I don't know if this is a fault of the Eagles as much. Novacare Complex was, was was once a very new facility. The Eagles have done things to kind of retrofit it, but you're you're looking at it now. It's almost 25 years old, right? I mean, I think it opened in 2000 or 2001, uh, and and so it's nearly 25 years old at this point. Um, and to be honest with 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 everybody here, the the NFL rosters were different than they were in in, in terms of size. Uh, I vividly remember Brian Dawkins didn't just have one locker. He had two lockers. Now the Eagles don't even have enough lockers for every player um, who's on the active roster, injured reserve, and practice squad that they have these makeshift lockers in the middle. And a lot of these new f- – and the Eagles are somewhat limited in their footprint in the facility based on, <clears throat> on where it is. Um, the neighborhood zoning. Yes. Uh, but y- there are some NFL locker rooms that are cavernous. Now there's some NFL locker rooms that I've been in uh, it's it's that where they're not nearly as 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 nice as the Eagles locker room, um, but the the Eagles locker room's long and narrow, and they do a great job of having natural light. I remember Peter King once remarked about the the smell that they have emanating in it because they it's similar to a hotel that they have. <laughs> Give me this look. Uh, yeah, we walked we walked through a Weston on the way to uh, on the way to the lunch yesterday, and Zach was like, uh, just like in heaven, like oh, that Weston smell, baby. Well, that's a good choice of words because I actually believe it's called the heavenly scent. Yes, um, it is. Anyone who's been in a Weston, just get get Zach in a Weston and a and a, and a box of saltines, and the man doesn't ever have to leave again. Anyone who's been in a Weston. No, that's a very welcoming smell. You it's want, a consistent smell. You want your home to smell like a Weston. No, you don't. You don't. Yeah. You want a Weston to smell like a Weston. You don't want your home to smell like a Weston. I would love if my home smelled like a Weston. <laughs> Why? That is don't such you, a, want, you want your home to smell like home. 
I, I mean, my, my home smells good. I mean, shout out to Emily she, if she's if she's watching. She like what you want your 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 like hope and dream when you come home from work is is like Emily to be standing behind a desk and be like, <laughs> "Welcome back, Mr. Berman. How are you today?" No, that's not at all. But we had this actually com- we had this conversation on this show with Shield. Can I have Mr. Reed or, here take your bags up no, to your room for you? Not not on the, on this show on Shield show when you talked about the first thing that I that I look for in a hotel and I say the smell and the thing that I remark is that I even looked at one point how to get the smells that's in hotel lobby in your home because I've tried like those reed diffusers you know what I'm talking about <laughs> no Joey knows what I'm talking about right the reed diffusers it's it's these like three sticks in in a in a yeah, I, know, yeah I know what a diffuser is what, what, what the reed is confusing me they're called reed diffusers okay Chat, help me out here. There you go. Julia pulled it up. Okay, yeah. Uh, or no, she pulled up the, the Western West smell. Yeah. Um, so anyways, I, I looked up how to uh, how to get this, and it requires, like, changes to your HVAC and all that, and that, that was a little too much work there. We had to just stick with the reed diffuser. But, yeah, anyone likes a good welcoming smell when they walk in. That's, that's, that's why real estate agents will, will tell you when you have an open house – you're supposed to bake chocolate chip cookies. So it smells like cookies. It smells like home when you walk in. Exactly. <clears throat> it smells like a home, not a yeah. hotel. Yeah, I like the smell of, uh, I like this. All right, we, we, we went on a tangent here. Peter King once remarked that the Eagles do a good job of making the locker room smell good. And it's because of actually a uh, filtration system that they have in, in the air. So uh, All right. I don't yeah. think we need to go through every single category now that we've gotten on the, uh, on the cookie tangent. Yeah. But, uh, no, no, here. So... They, the end of the the rosters now, practice squads are bigger, injury lists are bigger, and uh, the Eagles lost a lot of that space in the middle due to the... Um, John Bell says they've got the Western scent in the house. You see, you mock me. John Bell knows what's up. Um, well, yeah, but I also see you logged in on YouTube over there under the nom de plume, John Bell. I'm not logged in on, on YouTube. Uh, but yeah, so this I am in agreement with. Next category. <laughs> Training room. B plus ninth. Yeah, ninety-two percent of the players feel they have enough full-time trainers. Ninety-five percent of the players feel they have enough full-time uh, um, uh, physical therapists. Ninety-five percent of the players feel they have enough hot tub space. Ninety-two percent of the players feel they have enough cold tub space. And players reported an upgrade to their hot tub and cold tubs this year. You got to feel for the five percent of players who don't think they have enough hot tub space. <laughs> <laughs> they must have had a bad experience. You see, that's why you're a great pope, because that's that's the exact observation that I think is uh, pertinent to say. What is the, like, (laughs) what happened to that 5%? (laughs) They were in the hot tub with Jordan Davis and Jordan Mailata, and they're like, there's nowhere for me to sit. (laughs) So, yeah. Um, (laughs) So that's that. Uh, The the training staff. A minus, fourth. Yeah, NFL players rate their head trainer the highest of any team. Um, and so that's Tom uh, Hunkley. Yeah, shout out to Tom Hunkley there. He's best the best in the trainer. business, according to the best players. Best in, in the business. And then players feel the training staff uh, significantly contributes to their success. They're sixth overall in terms of players who felt that. And you've seen, by the way, this is uh, the Eagles. I don't want to say the, the Eagles turned over their training staff in, in, in recent years. And uh, this shows you the players are very happy with the change. Do you think that was the source of the um, the kind of thing that would divide any group of men? Report <laughs> was was the space in the hot tub. <laughs> I mean, would that that would probably divide a lot of groups of men, right? Yes. 
Uh, all right, what do we got next? Weight room. Weight room. A minus, another A minus. Yeah, nice. players feel they have high quality equipment in their weight room, and players feel they have more than enough space in their weight room. Let me ask you, did, did you used to get to, to uh, use the weight room back in the day? I was allowed to. I didn't make uh, as much use of it as I could have. Okay. Um, I pass by that weight room just about every day when I'm in the facility. Uh, and yeah, it's, it's a beautiful weight room, a, a lot of space. They've upgraded the equipment. They've upgraded the technology in there. Uh, and it's a weight room that guys like Jason Kelsey come in and use throughout the year. Strength coaches, A minus, sixth. Yeah, players um, rate their head strength coach the fourth highest of any NFL team. And um, it's ambiguous who, who you would say was like the, the head strength. You know, they have a head strength and, and, and conditioning coach, but also Ted Rath is in charge of like player performance. Um, but anyways, they are uh, very happy with the strength coaches. 92% of the players feel they have an individualized plan, which is actually 20th overall. But they were third overall in players feeling that the strength coaches significantly contribute to their success. Team travel, C, 19th. Yeah, so let's let's get into this one. Um, this is one that they were n notably low last year on. Yeah, Improve, and big improvement. Big improvement. Um, and I'll, I'll get into, in, in, into one of the changes. Um, only 75% of the players feel they have a, a comfortable amount of personal space during flights. Now, the Eagles made a big change last year, which, and this is my understanding, I actually looked into this earlier this year when they started going on road trips because I knew this was an issue. And the Eagles actually take two separate charters. They do now. They did not. They, yeah, this yeah is a now. Change. And as a response to that, right. they now take two separate charters. Every player has his own row. Uh, and the... The uh, my understanding too is it also expedites the onboarding and the deplaning process because um, the there's like a plane for like the players and then like the non football staff right. and so you don't have to wait for everybody. Um, but I think the reservation from the players here is that they want players to sit in first class seats. And the Eagles don't do that. Uh, my understanding with this, and this is something I also looked into during the year, is that they don't want to, like, pick favorites. You know, there's not enough first-class seats yeah, sure. for everybody. Uh, so how do you determine that? Um, but, I mean, if you want to be not even skeptical, if you just want to kind of <clears> give <throat> a devil's advocate argument, maybe the coaching staff feels like, hey, we, we put in all this work. We're, like, working on the plane here. We should get these first-class seats. I don't yeah, know. Maybe. Yeah. Um, and then uh, the Eagles do not require any players to have roommates before games. Um, I think this 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 change. Somebody correctly shouted out it was the Bucks who had the guys, guys paying yeah. for not having a roommate. I think this actually changed during COVID um, with the Eagles. They all had to have individual rooms. And I think they, they did it thereafter. If I'm wrong about this, I will correct it. But I do know that's a shift that, that occurred and it's popular with players. Um, it's kind of like an old time thing in sports sometimes. You know, I, in hockey, you, you have, like, your designated roommate on on the road. But I think a lot of players now prefer having their own room, their own space. Um, some players are snorers, right? So you're looking at me funny. It's a weird, like, uh, the, the first place you went. Interesting. What's the first place you would go, Bo? I just want, you want space to yourself. Yeah, yeah, you want your own bathroom, yes. I agree there. How much would you, how much would you pay to not have a roommate on the road? <laughs> Let's say you and I were going to Indianapolis. And I had the room with you? Um, <laughs> honestly, I, I would ask to split the difference on the second room. That's I would say. I would say, all right, the company's paying for this one. Let's Some people it. are snorers. I am not a snorer. I can be a snorer. You can be a snorer? Yeah. Okay. Is it when you sleep on your back or just in general? 
usually the winter time when I'm a little bit congested. Ah, okay, that would do it. Yeah. 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 Um, I would probably be annoying to um, be a roommate with on the road because a I you'd be getting up at five thirty in the yes, morning. Yes, I get up early. I get up early, and I um, I have uh, the, I, I have the TV on. When I, I can't go to sleep without the TV on. Really? Yes. No matter what. Typically, yeah. Um, what about like a podcast that doesn't work for you? It needs to be the it TV. It could, but it's 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 usually the TV. Yeah. Mm. Um, but yet, my, I'm waking up, thrashing in the middle of the night, tossing and turning I by am, myself because I keep hearing about yeah. what Jed Bartlett decision <laughs> needs to make. Yeah, I do listen to West Wing. My uh, my wife can tell you the plot lines of all the West Wing episodes now. Uh, and then I'm a, I'm a long showerer. So. <laughs> okay, let's move on to the next one. <laughs> I take long showers. I sometimes write stories in my head. In what are you shower. doing in there? I'm writing stories in my head in the shower. Yeah. How how long are we talking? I mean, not like that long, but. Well, you went out of your way <laughs> to say that you're a long shower. How how long? No, are we because talking? growing up, I I I shared you know I shared a bathroom with my siblings and. Well, fourteen of them. <laughs> and I I was I was and part of me getting up early is is because like. Uh, now I, I get to take the shower time that I want to have as opposed to like, you know. How long are we talking? Say six, seven minutes. That doesn't, that doesn't sound or, that long. I don't know. Uh, I haven't timed it. I have a time it. Um, that doesn't seem abnormally long. Uh, maybe 10 minutes, 15. Uh, I don't know. 15 minutes, we're getting up there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. More like 30 minutes? No, not 30 minutes. Definitely not 30 minutes. A bit better for the water bill. Um, head coach. Yeah, last two. Head coach A, ownership A. Uh, yeah, so 100% of the players feel that their head coach, Nick Sirianni, is efficient with their time. First overall in the league. Um, your devil's advocate argument to this? Well, the, the, the survey was done in the middle of the season. Oh, I, I thought you meant it. he just means that they don't like. He, he doesn't require them to, well, to yeah, work no, as yeah, many hours. Efficient with their time, first overall, yeah, means that like he gives yeah. them more free time. Right, right exactly. Yes, he's not he, he's not keeping them in all. You know, they they're known. Right, that's to, a choice. Yeah. They have more days off. Yeah, that 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 kind of thing. Uh, the players feel that Nick Sirianni is very willing to listen to the locker room. Seventh overall, this was taken midseason, but this is this is positive remarks and. Um, you know, if you're of the opinion that Nick Sirianni lost the locker room, again, this was not done during the losing streak, but uh, Nick Sirianni's first uh, point in the five uh, five core values is, is, is connect, and he's tried to— One of the top two. <laughs> —try to form meaningful connections with his players. Uh, and so this, is, this reflects very positively on Nick Sirianni. And Jeffrey Lurie? And Jeffrey Lurie— uh, Received a rating of 9.4 out of 10 from Eagles players when considering his willingness to invest in the facility. Seventh overall, uh, you know Jeffrey Lurie. We have said this on the show. We've said this on previous shows. He is uh, he 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 doesn't really spare much of an expense in terms of like the players and uh, what it would you know he's the Eagles are usually top in the league in cash spending on players. Um, they invest in the coaching staff, and uh, they've tried to do upgrades to the facility. Like we said, there are limitations. You know, like the practice bubble, there are, are limitations there based on zoning stuff. 
but Jeffrey Lurie is not, not one of these owners who is, uh, has been hesitant in the past to invest in his club. Do you think Jeffrey is happier about this grade or the uh, <laughs> recent award for a Vietnam restaurant? Yeah, Vietnam restaurant is a Beard Award winner now. Um, and, yeah, I mean, he can be happy for both. They're not mutually exclusive. Right? Well, yeah, but that's why I asked which one is he more happy I'd for. I'd say comparison is the thief of joy. So, so you just don't answer the question. Yeah, I, I don't know which one <laughs> he's happier for. I mean, mm-hmm. he's probably very happy for his uh, family with Vietnam restaurant. And he's probably... Um, thrilled for his organization. I, I did ask Jeffrey Laurie about this poll a year ago, and he kind of, mm, you know, they had dis- to look into the methodology. He dismissed yeah. it. Yeah, he 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 dismissed it. He did not. He he wanted to figure that out. I think he'd be very happy with the methodology that rates him an A. So so here's the more important question. Now that we have spent 25 minutes uh, talking about it, <laughs> does it matter? Yeah. Sure, it matters. I mean, the Chiefs got terrible grades, and they just yes. won their second straight Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, they also have Patrick Mahomes. Sure. And um, I think with the Why Chiefs, does it matter? I think what the Chiefs said, I, I saw this, this quote, is that because they're playing so deep into the season, every year they can't upgrade the facilities. <laughs> which is such a, which yeah. is such a, yeah, like a I mean, backhand flex. They're making flex. so much money. You want to give me a break. Yeah. Um, this, this, look, I don't think this matters in terms of Like, this is going to be the difference between winning and losing. But I think this matters because this is this is the workplace for these guys. And and you want a positive workplace. You you, you want a place where they're where they're happy to go to work, where uh, the facilities are top notch. The food's good. The travel's good. Like all the stuff that you and me and Julia and our our listeners um, and our viewers would want in in their workplace. You you don't want to go to a place where you feel like they're not investing in the product or they're not investing in your well-being um but i don't think i don't think this is determinative of a team's success ultimately it's about how good the players and the coaches are all right let me take this time now zach to tell everybody about becoming a phly diehard you get all the good stuff the access to the diehard only articles the events and the discounts on merch get a free shirt if you become a phly diehard and uh, it just, you know, make this the way that you support us. After everything that Zach is doing for you, sacrificing his sleep, taking those long showers, <laughs> support the man by becoming a PHLY diehard. Isn't that right up your wheelhouse, Zach? Yes, I was about to tell you, wheelhouse, um, I, I need to get there either this weekend or, or, or next weekend and see their latest supply of cards for uh, my son, because Wheelhouse is the go-to sports card gift and apparel shop in the Delaware Valley. Their motto is cards and community because love of sports unites us all. They carry all of your favorite card brands like Topps Chrome Baseball and Mosaic Football, as well as t-shirts, hats, and hoodies from brands like Mitchell Ness, 47 Brand Junk Food Starter, and Shy Vintage Sports. If you're looking to grade your sports card collection, Wheelhouse offers PSA grading submissions. They also host tons of different family-friendly events and birthday parties every month. Stop into either of their stores, Wayne or Westchester. Open seven days a week at 11 a.m. Use code PHLY. Gets you $10 off any purchase of $25 or more in store. Also, be sure to give them a follow on Instagram at Wheelhouse Cards. All right. Uh, uh, we're at the tail end of the show here, Zach. But yeah, I, couple, I think we, uh, we burned a lot of time on the opening. I, thought, I wouldn't say we burned it. I would say we, we, <laughs> we crushed it. it. That was yeah. great. I mean, if we were burning it, it was like a, a nice smelling diffuser <laughs> that we were burning. Um, one can only wish. Um, 
But some some like leftover thoughts from yeah. the things that we heard this week, and maybe some just discussions we were having over the course of the week. One thing that that is sticking with me is like Nick Sirianni's press conference, and mm. we talked about it a little bit on on Tuesday's show. But like the disconnect between the Nick we saw at the end of season press conference, who seemed you know chastened and um saying all what we thought were like the things that Jeffrey Lurie wanted to hear that he was going to sort of become this different person and then to see him up on the podium on Tuesday and like it's all the same stuff yeah you know it's it's the five core values again and again and like the the repeat answers on a couple other questions it makes me a little bit like I don't know if if Nick Sirianni has a secondary pitch so to say like I don't know what it is that he's going to be changing. It seems like he's prepared to sort of, from a stylistic perspective, run it back. It's a good point. And look, we we both agreed when we did that show after the first press conference that he was saying what he needed to say to keep his job. I think, you know, the offense got stale, so on and so forth. Um, And Lord knows we have been uh, misled by Nick Sirianni press conferences in the in the past, right? Yeah, we can we can make too much of this, but just from a like, what am I expecting? I think it has sort of confirmed that I don't think that that he thinks that that this thing needs to be torn down and he needs to be a different type of coach. Yeah, I think it might have been a a little more about like defiance. Look, Nick's been Nick's been 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 bearing the brunt of most of the criticism. during the past few weeks. It hasn't as much been the players. It certainly hasn't been the front office. It's been Nick. And it's come in a lot of different ways in terms of, like, the locker room, his sideline demeanor, all this stuff. And I think there's a part of Nick that kind of wants to to stick his back up and say, like, hey, guys, uh, you know, in my, in my three years here, we've, we've made the playoffs every year. We were in the Super Bowl in year two. Uh, the the culture two years ago was was like it was kumbaya. Every every article was was uh, Nick Sirianni knows what the f he's doing, right? Um, it was uh, and that's quoting what Nick said against the Giants that year uh, that the offense was like setting records and that he didn't all of a sudden forget how to be a head coach. And so I I think that I think this was an overcorrection to maybe the sentiment during the past few weeks is that wait you guys think that i'm just this empty shirt um telling you know um peddling the vision of somebody else no like i i i i know what the f i'm doing and that that's that's kind of the the takeaway that i think uh, that's that's what i had in terms of what nick was trying to convey but it also doesn't feel like he like went back to the drawing board you know what i mean like he wasn't presenting new ideas now uh, he doesn't need to do that in that setting yeah. well, who knows what exactly what he's been working on behind the scenes but it, it just I, I didn't get that sense yeah i mean to to use an analogy i don't think nick feels as if he needs to renovate the home i think he feels like he needs to redecorate the home right like he, he doesn't need to you know take down walls and change this he just needs to shuffle the deck chairs on the titanic <laughs> Well, if you want to be fatalistic, yeah, if you want to compare it to the Titanic. No, it's 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 you get a a new couch here, a new paint job there and a bigger every- hot tub over there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they need that apparently, right? Uh but no, it and it's it's not this this whole big uh wide scale turnaround. I I yeah, I, I think that's how he views it. 
Okay. What else is on your mind? Yeah. So I, I left here and, and, and tell me if, if you have a different view. I, I left here even more convinced that Hassan Reddick's going to be traded. Uh, and I, I think there's going to be a market for Hassan Reddick. I understand not every edge rusher is going to be tagged. Um, the, you know, Bryce Huff, for instance, is not going to be tagged. But I got the, the uh, feeling from Howie Roseman the other day, and, and maybe I'm reading too much into it, that they know this is going to cost a lot of money to keep him, that there's going to be a market there, and that they need to think big picture in terms of how they're allocating their resources. I'm on the fence about whether I think it's more or less likely because I feel like sometimes with Howie, he's he's going to just from a negotiation standpoint present the opposite. Sure. Right? Like if he said Hassan Reddick is an elite edge rusher, like we have no interest in letting him go somewhere else, that could just be posturing for if you're going to trade for this guy, you got to pay up. Whereas if he says we're going to let the market dictate, like that's a message to the agents that if like if they don't find what they're looking for, you're, you're going to, price is going to come down and we will pay that price. Sure. So, but I think he's going to get know. that price. And then you know uh, Jeff McClain had in his his story the other day, and uh, and Josina Anderson had had a report that teams are already making offers. Yeah. Um, that would suggest that there's look uh, teams are are not going to make offers to the Eagles. Unless they feel they can sign Reddick to, to to what it's going to take, and so then I think that if if there's a team willing to give that number, it comes to, it, it comes to two things: will the Eagles pay that number? So so let's use this. Montez Sweat got twenty four and a half million. I know Montez Sweat is younger, uh, but a he hasn't been as as productive. But even more, the the cap has gone up here, so there's more money to pay top-of-the-market guys, right? You're not paying your middle class as much. You're paying the top-of-the-market guys. And Hassan Reddick's a top-of-the-market guy. So if I'm thinking like that 24, 25 million range is where it's going to take. And if, if, if you're the Eagles and you're paying Jalen Hurts what you're paying him and A.J. Brown what you're paying him and Lane Johnson what you're paying him, um, you know, you're paying Slay, you know, decent money. You're, there's, there's a lot of guys you know, making uh, seven digits and above, right? So, or no, I'm sorry, eight digits and above. Yes, eight digits and above. Um, well, both. Yes, there's, yeah, most of the guys are making seven digits and above, eight digits and above. Um, that uh, I, I just think that they're probably going to look at this and say they can't pay Hassan Reddick $25 million a year. But I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I'm not reporting that. I'm just, just, that's just me. No, I think, that's, I think that's fine, and I think you're probably right, but the question then becomes you trade Hassan Reddick – doesn't edge rusher become like the number one need on your team? Oh, the way yeah. How everyone Absol- wants to build it? Yeah. And so there's, there's two answers to that. Number one is you're expecting, you're really counting on Nolan Smith, which might be a big leap of faith. And number two, that maybe you sign a guy for, if, 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 if the number you have for an edge rusher is 15 million and you say, we can get, I'm, I'm just using Bryce Huff because that name's come to mind, right? We can get Bryce Huff for 15 million, right? And we can get Zadarius Smith for 14. Exactly. Something you know. like that. Like, if you can get that, that middle, and that's, that's not even a, a, a middle tier, around the contract you paid Hassan Reddick last time, um, basically, you, you're not paying Hassan Reddick in that top five. Of the, you're willing to pay a edge rusher to be one of the top 25 paid guys at his position, but not one of the top five guys at his position. Yeah. So it could be that. 
And because you're counting on Nolan Smith to play like a first round pick. And we're going to get like deep into yeah, the I'm free excited. agents uh, who are available next week. Uh, I'll have a big thing coming out on Monday, and then we're going to get into quackatology. But you look at the other edge rushers available, you know, Brian Burns and Josh Allen at the top, both guys probably not likely to come free. Jonathan Grenard from the Texans, also probably not likely to come free, but but could and I think would be interesting to the Eagles uh, in, as like a young building block type player. Bryce Huff, you mentioned. Uh, then you get to some older players like Daniil Hunter and Zadarius Smith we talked about. Chase Young, I don't think is going to be, uh, like the Eagles are not going to be the high yeah. bidders on him, I would think. Josh Uche from the Patriots yeah. is interesting. People have linked Andrew Van Ginkle, of course, because he played for uh, Fangio before and has that sort of versatility. And then after that, it's it's sort of a drop-off. Like uh, you're, you're hoping for bounce-back years from like Yannick Ngakwe or AJ Epinesa and just keep going down. Like it gets it gets... You're you're crossing your fingers unless you're going for like a, a Casey Twohill type. <laughs> I don't think they're going for a Casey Twohill type. They should. You, you do like a two hill. What's not to like? I I I think he's great. I think he could be a three hill. <laughs> I don't think Casey Twohill is the answer. I I would not trade Hassan Reddick and turn to Casey Twohill. No disrespect to Casey Twohill, right? Uh, that sounds like disrespect to him. You didn't pick up the right. He's oh, a big right good. guy. Oh, that's yes. good. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. He's that's a right good. brother. Yeah. He's a right brother. Yeah. Because I, I, as, as someone says in the chat uh, or in a comment section, I say right a lot as well. Maybe mm. I learned it from Casey Tuhill. Maybe so. Worst, pe worst people to be compared to than a Stanford grad. Trying to think of any like notorious Stanford grads. Are there any like serial killers? Uh, I, actually, I actually don't know the alma maters of most serial killers, to be honest with you. Mm. I can think of one particularly <laughs> egregious Stanford grad, but I'll save that for another day. Okay. Um, Tiger Woods? I mean... Wait, wait. No. Although, yeah, so, uh, yeah. Maybe... I, maybe I, I didn't, now, by the way, when we landed today, uh, this, is, this is on me because we didn't, we didn't communicate this. I thought there was a chance we were going we to go back together. Um... Because oh. you had a car and I did not have a car. And you, uh, you know, maybe this is you, uh, 25 men, 25 cabs. No, not uh, that but no. You just jetted off. No, no wait for uh, I'm so, you I, at, the end of the, at the end of the runway, see what's going on, what's your plan. You just, you just jetted off. And I wonder if it was because you wanted to have your time to change in the car. Yeah, I actually did have a change of clothes in the car, um, mm. to be honest with you. Uh, that's why we're in studio B, or I, I wonder if we were in Studio B. I deal with a change of clothes in the car. Yeah, I, he said if, he was gonna, if we were going to be in Studio A, he was going to have okay. to put on some pants. I'm sorry about that. I, I, I didn't know if you were going home first, but honestly, my honest answer is I, I wanted to call my wife. And uh, so I was, I was going to the car to call her. So. Just to see how the Weston's doing? Our house does not smell like a Weston, <laughs> but our house smells lovely. Yes. <laughs> All right, uh, that'll do it for this episode of the PHLY Eagles podcast. Uh, tomorrow, we're going to do a little... Uh, playing Howie Roseman, right? We're gonna we're gonna both think of like five moves that we would make this off season mm -hmm. if we were Howie Roseman. So that'll be a, a fun show, and uh, that's all we got. So uh, Zach, I hope you get some sleep tonight. I hope you have a nice, bountiful dinner of saltines and saltines. <laughs> I don't and think we actually have saltines in the pantry. So sounds like we got uh, work on sounds that. like you're calling out Emily there. Why would you assume that's a, that's Emily? I'm perfectly capable of going to the grocery store and getting saltines. You have how, told us how that you are not capable of going to the grocery store. Unless it capable? is on the list, you're not getting the saltines. You would have to write oh, yeah. it down for yourself. Well, that's true, but I'm capable. Because you do not deviate from the list. I do not. That is, that's a good callback. I do not deviate from the list. I am very programmable at the... <laughs> 
at the uh, I am honestly at the grocery store. Um, I am like the uh, the DoorDash uh, pickup guy. Like okay. I'm just getting from the list and to the point that like you I'm charge outrageous fees as well. No, I'm looking for like what the replacement thing is if 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 that's mm. not there. But I. Do not deviate from the list at the grocery store. But I, I am capable. You know, I, I heard the other day, uh, I keep mentioning this Chris Long, Jason Kelsey, but well, I don't think, but, but they were talking about going to the grocery store. Like, it's the most arduous task in the world. And I'm like, come on. Like, it's not that bad. You just. I like going to the grocery store. Yeah. But it's an art, not a science. How's it an art? You got to freelance. You got you no. to let the grocery store speak to you. That, that, is how, that is how you end up leaving the grocery store paying more than you anticipated you know i believe in inventory management i believe in budget control like these are that's 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 what i'm thinking of when i go to the grocery store so what a joyless way to live i trust me i have a very joyful life i'm not i'm not joyless just my joys are different than your joys my joys are not spending more at the grocery store my joys are saving more at the grocery store yes <laughs> my joys are are you know what you put in your phone number you know what you you, and know you what get the discount and then it says at the bottom of, of the receipt you saved you know you know 1273 <laughs> on, uh, on that well no here so so seriously i go to the library um and you know what might bring you a lot of joy what armed robbery why is that well you wouldn't be paying as much well here i'm going to uh, I, I know we're past our time, but I'm, I'm going to show you something that gets me excited often. And this is going to be a self-deprecating, I, a, I, I guess. Is that a picture of Nick Saban without his shirt on? <laughs> um, okay. So my most recent, I most recently went to the library on February 13th. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Uh, this is fascinating, Joe. I mean, the, the, Sorry, the, the tension right now okay. is building. All right, here. So uh, here you go. Read that. You just saved $76.99 by using your library. You have saved $76.99 this past year and $1,793.91 since you began using the library. Yes. And so they tell you every time what the price of, you know, what, what, what you're saving relative to what the price of the book is. Mm. And so, uh, yeah, these are. And so that's, the, that's the, the, the joyous thing in your life? Yeah, oh yeah. When I thing. see that at the bottom of the receipt, that 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 gets me pumped. That gets me pumped because Dad, that's... I'm so happy to see you. How was your trip? <laughs> Read. Calm down. <laughs> I'm going to the library. Get out of here. <laughs> no, that's not the only joyous thing. That is a joyous thing. All right. Uh, well, that will do it now for the <laughs> PHLY Eagles podcast. Thanks everybody for watching and listening. Um, we will talk to you tomorrow. And for all of us here, as always. We love you. <laughs> 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 <laughs>